Hello there, and welcome to Fixing the Sequel Trilogy, the Writer's Room podcast dedicated to fixing the Star Wars sequels. This week, we have finally done it. We have fixed The Force Awakens, and present to you our new version in beat sheet form. We'll get into the story in just a moment, but for now, I'm Bryce Quinn, and I'm joined by my writing co-pilot, Carmelo Keating. Hey, Bryce, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm very, very excited about this. Yeah, me too. We uh, we had some Writer's Room stuff since last week, yep. uh, which consisted of... <laughs> Sitting in silence, staring at the board, genuinely two hours. Yep, <laughs> until we came up with something. We we cracked it. I think we cracked it. Yeah. But we'll leave that up for the audience to decide. And also, our returning whipmaster, Sandra Carrion. Hi, Sandro. You haven't heard the completed thing yet, so you'll be hearing it for the first time alongside the audience. Alongside the audience, or at least the uh, the most of the third act, which is Here pretty near the the voice of the people. The voice of the people. <laughs> Sandro Carrion, voice of the people. Is that is that whip looking sharpened today, Sandro? It's it's gonna be sharp. It's gonna be sharp. As sharp as your oh, wit right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because that's not very promising. <laughs> oh my god, that's fucking brutal. Okay, okay. If you're joining us for the first time, we're a small group of film school graduates who love Star Wars and are keen on making our own version of the sequels. This is our very first crack at a full beat sheet for The Force Awakens, which we've been building up to for the past six months and 30 episodes. We've been using the Save the Cat beat sheet, which is a great structure that's perfect for beginners like us. Thanks, Blake Snyder. I just thought I'd give a brief recap because, you know, this might be the first episode people jump into, so they might be hearing this for the first time. I mean, this is a good episode to jump into. Oh, uh, yeah, so I agree. I hope you have into. jumped in to check this one out. And then and you should jump into the other ones and yeah. laugh at us. Nah, yes. we'll plug it all later. <laughs> I think sh- I think they should watch the show in reverse order. <laughs> okay, okay. Before we lose everyone who's new, we should jump into the actual beat sheet and just get it started. <laughs> We're going to start with Act 1, our opening image. This is kind of like the prologue. Han Solo and Chewbacca, veterans of the Rebellion and heroes of the New Republic, are on the outer rim in the Millennium Falcon. They are investigating the illegal construction of a Kybert laser, which has been a continuous problem for the New Republic since the end of the Empire. However, the massive construction is a trap set by General Phasma, who has secretly built a much smaller scaled laser into her flagship Star Destroyer. Ooh. Okay, cool. That's, um, the, that's the setup. Nice. Worth noting at this point, because I, li- I like what you've done here with the descriptors. Of yeah. Like, you know Han Solo, you know, we know these people. Are, it's but... kind of like a, like a faux, like, crawl. Yes. Know. Okay, maybe this is written in, maybe not worth noting just here right from the get-go, in case they're scared of the words Kyber laser. Yeah. Um, it is outlawed. It, yeah, it's an illegal yeah. thing. Yeah. Because, like, they've built it. The designs exist. Yes. It's been yes. done. Now it's, like, it's very much like if you've seen the film Oppenheimer. Yes. <laughs> the tech exists now. In case you hadn't already noticed, this is a nuclear allegory. Yes. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Han and Chewie are taken prisoner by Phasma, who orders First Order Trooper FN-2187 to escort the prisoners to the brig. The trooper, who will later be called Finn, is seen to be entirely dedicated to restoring the Empire. But Han and Chewie don't take him seriously, whatsoever. They are confident they will soon be rescued. Yeah, and that's our opening. And we get a little bit of fun back and forth between Finn, Han, and Chewie. Nice. Yeah, nice. Can we move on? Yeah, I know, absolutely. Ready? There's not too much I can say like, yeah. during the we've, setup. We've heard this a fair know. bit. We've locked into this for a while. If we've already lost you, then <laughs> yeah. I'm lost. Theme stated. Ben Solo and Luke Skywalker train together on Arc 2, alongside a small academy of Jedi younglings. Ben is eager to begin his Jedi Knight trials, but Luke encourages patience and wisdom. Ben is too bold and brash and cares too much about his family legacy. He idolizes Han, Leia, and Luke and their heroics during the Civil War. We will soon see that Rey must learn a similar lesson, but in reverse. She cares about nothing and must learn to find the balance in caring too much and too little. So yeah, this is just outlining sort of the themes we're going for and what we're trying to achieve with these two main characters. Yeah. Setup. Rey, a lowly thief, steals her living on the mean streets of an Outer Rim space station. Uh, and if you would like to suggest a name for this very interesting space station location, which is greasy and Blade Runner vibes... Uh, let us know. 
Her boss is Ankar Plutt, a horrible gangster who runs the space station and works beneath the huts. Ray is broke, she has to steal to survive. She is bullied by her boss, she has no ship or freedom. Her safe haven is a tiny shitty apartment, and she has no real friends or allies to look out for her. Those are her uh, six things that need fixing as outlined in the Save the Cat book. So, Ankar Plutt gives Ray a debt collection job. A bounty hunter named the Crimson Corsair, that same one that you might see in the actual We're Force repurposing Awakens. a lot of stuff. Yeah, because he looks cool. <laughs> he looks cool. Um, so the, the bounty hunter named the Crimson Corsair owes Platt money, and Ray is sent to go and burgle it back. While sneaking inside the Corsair ship, she sees the bounty hunter abusing a BB-8 droid and decides to free it. But she gets caught, and the Corsair chases Ray through the greasy streets of the space station. She narrowly escapes and trudges her way back to Ankar Platt only to discover that he had to leave on urgent business. Here, the BB-8 droid begins to follow Rey around, and she reluctantly allows it to follow her home, much in a similar way to The Force Awakens. This is a great moment, because this is our actual Save the Cat. It is! This shows, despite the fact that this Mm. character is a Mm. selfish loner, she still has that heart of God somewhere. She is not a bad person. She's just got a bit of a way to go. Yes, exactly. That's nice. I really like it. Is him bullying the BBA droid pulling the head off the ball? Jesus (laughs) And then the ball has to like, and then she has to like go pick Uh, up the head and like sort of, (laughs) it's not the worst. We're like, we've seen that it's magnetic. It can just reattach. It could, yeah. That's kind of, nah, that's not enough of a visual. I want to see the wiring pulled out. Oh my God. God. Anyway, I, I like this a lot more when it was wholesome and sweet. Let's go back to the Disney vibes, nah, please. Fuck that. <laughs> Alrighty. Yeah, we've now met our two main characters, Ben and Ray. We're going to move on to our catalyst slash inciting incident. General Phasma has called together a special meeting on the hut world of Nal Hutter. Crime world leaders and Imperial Remnant officers from all over the Outer Rim are in attendance, with only a few hologramming in. Phasma herself appears via hologram to address the Assembly, proposing war against the New Republic. She dreams of destroying it and building a new empire from its ashes, however the assembled leaders don't share her vision. In response, Phasma activates her ship's kyber laser, destroying the city of Nalhata. Finn, who is also on the ship, is horrified by this. To him, betraying another Imperial Remnant is like betraying the Empire itself. On the other side of the galaxy, Ben and Luke wake up in the middle of the night. They have both sensed the destruction brought on by the kyber laser. Luke tells Ben to sit and meditate with him, to see if they can learn anything more from the Force. Back on Phasma's ship, Finn has turned on the First Order, and wants to escape to a different Imperial Remnant. To do so, he frees Han and Chewie from the brig. The three of them haphazardly escape Phasma's ship on the Millennium Falcon, but not before taking some damage. Luke and Ben sense that Han and Chewie are in trouble, and Ben wants to run off to save them both. Luke cautions Ben, however, telling him that the Force is not always precise with its visions, it's something that can be interpreted, and that things are not always as they seem. Law Santeca will be arriving in a few hours, and will have more precise news on what is happening and what they should do next. Law Santeca is a Jedi acolyte. And yeah, he's that old guy from the start of The Force Awakens, if, uh, if anyone's like confused. Yeah. Max von Sydow from Game of Thrones. That's the guy. Phasma is enraged at Han and Chewie's escape. She puts out a bounty on the ship and its three occupants. When questioned by an officer about the tactical merit of this decision, she snaps and kills them. Nice. Classic villain moment. Yeah, it's good, and it's a bit of that, um, it's kind of the legacy of Vader yeah. sort of attitude going on and it's yeah we're getting to see that phasma is a very vengeful and like rage driven person Mm. and it's like these personal vendettas are ultimately going to be her her downfall i think what's her way of killing the officer good question yeah i feel like we should set up the spear unique early on yeah yeah Yeah, she was just like right through the chest you know what i mean (laughs) vlad the impaler yeah you know yeah uh that or just like 
just the ship's full of airlocks, um, <laughs> airlock chambers. It's just I like, like push them through a door. So good because you could just you could choke someone on yeah, screen. It's can. very family friendly, but still terrifying. Ter- so yeah. It's a very good. What if yeah. she just chokes him? Then? <laughs> just with a hand. actually chokes him. I mean, him. he Vader physically chokes somebody in the first movie. He does. Oh, he does he too. Yeah. Someone off the ground. <laughs> yeah. it chokes. Hard to beat that. That's the that's a bit of a, like a he still has the force because not everyone can just lift someone off the ground and choke them you know I like that because it's true. like his cyborg strength you know what I mean yeah, yeah. this is robot yeah. strength alrighty you're up Miller cool so we have our debate on Arc two Ben Solo was trying to sneak onto the emergency transport shuttle R two D two is waiting for him there and Ben Solo argues with the grumpy droid Ben needs to go and save his dad and that's what he's going to do his first stop is a bounty hunter named Maz Kanata a contact of Hans on the Outer Rim who helped out the Rebellion after the war. R2 gives up and Ben flies away. In the distance, Luke watches sadly as he leaves. Now, this is interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure about this one. Yeah. Because um, I know you were very keen on not having Luke know that Ben was escaping. Have it be some kind of, like, secret thing. No. What I'm seeing here is it's kind of, it's the Empire Strikes Back moment. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, Yoda could have stopped Luke. Physically, yeah, he could have. But that's... That's not what the point was. You know, he's not going to force him to stay there and do his training. It's like, look, if you want to go and do this thing, yeah. you're going to do it alone. Yeah. It's the wrong thing. I've already told you not to do it. If you don't want to listen to me, you're going to suffer the consequences. Yeah. And that's kind of the exact same. Yeah. And I like that. It it feels right, but I think we could probably do a bit more to really to sell it. Because we're very keen on doing Luke's character justice. Yeah. And it's, we like, want to make sure this is the right thing. Yeah. To, to like if Luke wakes up in the night sensing some shit moving in the force and, yeah. um, and by the time he... He gets out there. Ben's already gone. Yeah, Ben's he's something like that. Seen the ship gone. On the space station, BB-8 begins to light up with an incoming transmission. Ray is confused, but follows the droid to Maz Kanata's bar. Maz Kanata, a bounty handler, tells Ray about the job and the fact that her boss Uncarplut is dead. So Ray gets filled in on all the info here. The bounty puck is worth one million credits, and Ray sees it as her golden ticket to a new life. Maz also tells Ray the last known location of the Millennium Falcon, the planet of Takodana. Right. So Ray's gotten the bounty for Han, Chewie, and Finn here through BB-8, who is like a bounty mm. droid sort yep. of thing. Oh, okay. Because, so... yeah, the Crimson Corsair has the has the droid. That's how he gets the, oh, oh there's a bounty. I've got to go collect it from Azkanada. It's a pretty simple, like, it's like a pager. Yeah, sort of right, right. So the, the, the dr- BB-8 didn't belong to the Crimson Corsair. Oh, he did, yeah. Oh, he did. Yeah. Okay. That, so... The Crimson Corsair was abusing him like a, yeah. like he was like a pet dog. Sort and it, of yeah. Oh, so Ray frees him. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. okay. I thought it was more of like, I'm abusing you and I'm walking away. Kind of thing. Like I'm just, I'm just. Oh, sorry, I wasn't clear earlier. No, it was, it was the Crimson Corsair's yeah. droid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. This is interesting because yeah, okay. it's like, so I kind of see Mascanada as this like uh, a little bit of an, an anarchist with good intentions. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Ray wanders in, obviously not the Crimson Corsair. Yeah. Maz would know that it's like this droid doesn't belong to her, and she's like, okay, radio. Well, <laughs> yeah. Here you go. This might be um, fun. Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah. see what happens. Um. Yeah, I like yeah. I like Mascanada in this, just being like, oh, I'll run with this. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as for the Falcon, get Falcon, Falcon would get picked up by some sort of planetary sensors or something. Yeah, I was thinking that that like on the way in, I think yeah. they crash landing on Takodana off screen. This yeah. is we're getting filled in through Ray. Is like, oh, there's like a ship. It sort of crashed, um, maybe on Takodana. Yeah, yeah. that's the last yeah. known location. Yeah. Or like you know a YT, um, model freighter, whatever class it was. Yeah, that's it. Crash and Star Wars shit. Anyway, yeah. 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 Um, as Ray is thinking all of this over, Ben Solo arrives. He makes his way through the cantina looking for Mascanada. Sorry, that was a bit short. <laughs> then the Crimson Corsair bursts in, searching for his droid and the thief who stole it. Ray tries to escape, but gets caught in a bar brawl. Ben Solo steps in to save her, slicing through tables and blasters. Maz manages to pull them out of the fight into a private room, and Ben asks where his dad is. Ray reveals the bounty, and they have a tense moment in which Ben threatens to take it. 
but Maz helps them work it out. Ray needs a ship, and Ben needs the location, which Ray has. Ray reluctantly agrees to let Ben take Han and Chewie while she collects the bounty on Finn. Nice. Uh, you know what this fight is? Like, I've been thinking about this for ages, and I've just dug into my subconscious, and you guys are going to hate it. It's the bar brawl from Indiana Jones and Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. The bar brawl. Which bar That's brawl? That's that one. The, the, sorry? Oh, wait. No, the no, one sorry. with... Um, Where they're in the diner? Mutt. Yeah. yeah. And they've got with the greasers coming get in? Get that greaser. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's that. So, like, somebody, it's it's what those cla- that classic bra brawl where Bra-bra-bra. it starts at bra brawl. Bra bra bra. Bra bra brawl. Classic bra brawl where it starts between two people. Yep. But this, you, this you knock, unrelated, someone knocks someone's drink over. Someone someone knocks, knocks, yeah. yeah. And these um, unrelated parties just all start swarming yeah. on each other. We've not had that. No, we haven't done it's, that in Star Wars. It's a fun little cliche. Like, it's like, a classic thing. Yeah. And it's funny because they, they really could have had that in A New Hope. It, could have gone. It very much could have. Everywhere. But a guy cut a guy's arm off and everyone's like, fuck that. Whereas there's no show of individual dominance in this. Yeah. Everyone's I, kind of an equal. It is tricky. If, if Ben does bust out the lightsaber, it changes the dynamic. So maybe mm. he doesn't. But you think I don't at know. this point he's wiser mm. and it would be make for a better reveal later. Yeah. If Ray's been traveling with a Jedi. I agree. Maybe yeah. we can cut the lightsaber stuff there. Yeah. Mm. Oh, sorry. Was there a lightsaber? Yeah. I said he cuts through tables and, oh, and blasters yeah. and stuff. But. Yeah. Because it might that might put an end to things. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, so I'll break into act two. Luke waits as Law Senteca steps off his transport ship, and they catch each other up on everything that's happened. Luke then leaves Law to take care of the younglings as he flies off with R2 towards Hosnian Prime and Leia. Leia Organa and Lando Calrissian are in an emergency Senate meeting where hundreds of galactic voices shout about the recent news of a Kyberlaser firing on the Outer Rim. Leia calls for an immediate rescue operation to save Han and Chewie, but Hux calls for all ships to be recalled to Hosnian Prime due to the imminent Kyberlaser threat. He also calls for the long-needed construction of a New Republic Kyberlaser. Leia responds by requesting a formal Senate debate to determine the path forward, to which Hux agrees. So we get a short Phantom Menace-style political scene. Yes. This one actually plays out more, I guess, like Attack of the Clones, because it's like, a, we need a clone army. Yeah. And Padme's like, no, we're not doing that. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And Leia's very against Kyberlasers for obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think this is fun also, because it's like, even though obviously the prequels kind of shaped Padme to be a bit Leia-esque. Yeah. Especially in terms of, like, when, when she's got a blaster in hand and we, we see that relationship there. We get to see Leia being a bit more Padme. A bit, bit more Padme in the Senate now. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. very true. Yeah. Very true. Now, if you're seeing this and like, oh, no, they're doing politics and then you're a public, we've really scaled back on how much politics we are doing. It's yeah. very minimal. I think we have two scenes total in the oh, Senate yeah, room. Yeah, and I'm sorry, but you can't not have it yeah. War is brought on by politics. We think one of the biggest problems with The Force Awakens is that they just destroy Hosnian Prime and the entire Hosnian system and basically wipe out galactic civilization on a wide scale. Yeah. Uh, and that sucks. And it really takes out the stakes <laughs> of a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So we've got to do it some way, but we're trying to do it uh, in, not, I, in a not boring way. I think you're presenting it in a way where it becomes a part of the discussion, becomes part of like the core theme, as well as it very like, it's a nice small scene. Yeah. yeah. It's like sifting in there. We're not spending, we're not going to Coruscant and spending ages on Coruscant. No. And another thing I really like is it doesn't come in until right at the end of act one. So we've already done our setup. We've set up the main characters and the main villain is Phasma. Mm. I mean, yep. characters Ben and Ray. We don't see Leia until right at the end as we yes. break into act two. And that kind of shows that in terms of like a, if you look at it in terms of importance, yes. if we wait until this long, it's like, okay, well, it can't be that important. Though. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. We're really into Act 2 now. So, fun and games. Uh, so, Ben and Ray get to know each other while traveling through hyperspace. Ben is cocky and charming, whilst Ray is cold and distrustful. And BB-8 is just there. Um, they, arrive at, <laughs> they arrive at Sakodana and land at the spaceport there. The two hunt for Finn together, exploring the strange port city. 
eventually finding Finn trying to arrange transport with Imperial Remnant soldiers. Ben and Ray try to get to Finn, but bounty hunters get there first, and a huge street fight breaks out. Hubble just follows them wherever they go. Here's our really fun Act 2 action scene. Curious, what kind of ship does Ben steal? Um, so I didn't, I, I meant to put it in here. So Ben steals at the very start when he leaves Arc 2, there's a, a Jedi like transport shuttle. It's like gotcha. an emergency transport if they need to get all the younglings off the planet. So it's probably like pretty roomy. Can probably house 30. Yeah. yeah. If you oh, really want to. ship. No, no, Not no, 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 no. Big ship. Not comfortemly. Yeah. If oh, you okay. really need to get everyone out of there, it's yeah. a small ship that's fast, but it can fit so 30. comfortably like, 10 to comfortably, 15. Comfortably, I would say maybe like five. <laughs> like the Falcon can house 30. Yeah. Not, not, if not, you really wanted you to, can't like sleep. stand them up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Sit on the ground if you want, but you know. Yeah, right. It's not great. Ben and Ray manage to get Finn alone, and Ray is ready to take him prisoner. But Ben needs him to find Han and Chewie, and he promises Ray that he'll pay whatever money she wants after all this is done. Finn then leads them into the sewers to escape the chaos and get out of town. Yep. The important thing is here that Ray doesn't get to just hand in Finn. No. They need the three of them, like Ben needs the three of them to go to get uh, like Han and Chewie. That's that's his big goal here. This raises an interesting it question. It raises an interesting Good question. Yes. Why doesn't Ben from the get-go, because... He's trying to like buy information off Ray, yeah, to get there, and she, he makes that deal with Ray. Why doesn't he just offer Ray more money? Well, I think it's that's the, the offer of money is weird. I'm not super hard set on that. I think the important right. thing is that Ben is just willing to make a deal to make Ray give up on handing Finn in right now. And it's yeah. like a it's it's like a temporary like a band aid solution. Like we just need Finn for a bit more. Maybe you can turn him in later. Like something like that. Yeah. Now, Whatever the, the thing is, the deal sucks for Ray, and that is going to come up very soon. Yes. Now, that was, that was kind of going to be my question with this, is like, what do we think about the idea where it's like, she's not really being given a, a choice. Yeah. Not a real choice. Like, this is like a, and I know that's bad to take sort of the agency away from your character, but doing that kind of, I'm saying, yeah. I'm just thinking, because it's like, they're surrounded by Blaster Fire, they're kind of pinned down. They kind of just have to do it for now, you know? But yeah, I think because we, I know what happens later, and as part of Ray's motivation, yeah. I don't think we're really fair in giving her an actual choice in this. Yeah, I, I, maybe we could tighten this up a little bit. The important thing for me right now, for us to get to later, is that Ray's having a bit of, like, she's getting the short straw of this deal. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. That's, that's, I, I yeah. sort of just mean, like, all the way back at the the start when they make that deal, what was stopping Ben from just offering more money than what Phasma's offering? I mean, yeah. He doesn't really have access. Yeah, I, I wouldn't feel say like he has access. Maybe he's closer. Money. You know, it's the fact that he's, he's closer to finding Hunter Shoe. It's like, oh, yeah. I can... Mum's rich, you know. <laughs> I think smart move writing wise is to take the money stuff out. I just kind of put that in there as like a band aid solution. Like Ben is offering yeah. Ray a deal to yes. try and sweeten the deal. Yeah. So, and I think in their sort of getting to know each other portion during their travels, we need a little illusion to what each other want. Yeah. So if it's kind of if Ben's kind of get the sense of it's like oh, she doesn't really want money, she wants opportunity. She wants so a like, new life, like freedom, a new life. Yeah. If it's something that can later, then he can sweeten the deal with. Yeah, with that. potentially. Yeah. Anyway. Right. Uh, Luke arrives on Hosnian Prime and is greeted by Leia in, at the large landing pads near the Senate. They head to her luxury apartments, and while they're catching up about everything, Han manages to get a transmission to them. And he straps in Takodana until they can fix the Falcon, and narrowly escapes General Phasma, a crazy warlord hell-bent on destroying the New Republic. At this point, Phasma's ship appears over Takodana, drawn by the commotion in the city. Han ends the transmission, fearing that she would be intercepting it. That's the scene. Han yes. manages to get through a transmission to Luke and Leia and catch them up on everything from his end. Yes. And we get to see our old trio having a chat. Yeah. There you go. Technically a scene together. Finn leads Ray and Ben through the sewers as First Order troopers begin flooding the city. Ray manages to swipe a First Order transponder from a passing trooper, hiding it from Ben and Finn. Now, now the flo- thieving comes back into yeah, play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now flooding the city. Not like now, a water. Now, no, I know. <laughs> but. Yeah. Interesting. 
What, why is that? Could be an interest. Could be an interesting visual. What if this is like like there's all sorts of canals and stuff like that. Okay. And they're just like they are just flooding the, the floodgates out, and they're just flooding the city, and just water starts to. Okay. Well, I just yeah. meant that they're coming down from Phasma's ship. No, I know. <laughs> if I, just, I just liked the, the, the visual I got there. Have come down. Yeah. And gets a response. A transponder. Ray gets the transponder. Oh, okay. Ray gets the transponder. Yeah. Interesting. She nicks one because it's it's clear she's not happy with the deal and how things are going for her, and she grabs the yeah. transponder, and it's like, oh, she might call in Phasma. Shot later. of her lingering on the transponder mm. and yeah. picking it up. Yeah. And, okay. Is this like, so they're walking through the sewers? I'm imagining them like sneaking through sewer grates or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're maybe like. They're th kind of at a city level one. They're at like. They can look up through it. You, you know those like little half windows in a basement? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. she like grabs it through. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, like, yeah, and she's able to like look up. So they're all coming up to street level and be like, what's going on? The first order here. Oh no, we got to get away. Yeah. And then Ben goes down the tunnel. Ray, Finn goes down so the tunnel. We're in fun and games and right Ray now. grabs one. Yeah. We're in Still fun, in fun games. games. Yep. There an alligator in the sewer? I thought about it. However, no, there's ninja turtles. Um, I want to do that in the jungle later. Yeah, so we'll right. get there okay, in just yes. a moment. Yeah. Okay. Finn leads them out of the sewers into the jungles outside the city, and they begin their journey, long journey to the Falcon. Unbeknownst to them, an unseen creature watches them go. The new trio bicker as they move through the jungle. As night approaches, Finn suggests they make camp for the night. The campfire chat is hostile, but sweet in a, in a strange kind of way as these unlikely allies grow to like each other. Okay, this is going to be the hardest scene to write by far. No, I think it'll be fun. The dialogue and everything else like, is going to be easy. This yeah. is going to be tricky. you got to show them, like, sort of, like, getting to know each other. Yeah, yeah, And becoming yeah. It's friends. Because like, here's like, you're shit. No, you're shit. Nah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah There'll be something we can do. We'll <laughs> yeah. figure it out. As they fall asleep, Ray and Ben share a force vision, which shows glimpses of the past, the present, and possible futures, like looking into the water thing in, in Lord of the Rings. They also get a warning about the approaching jungle monster and wake up to its attack. Together, the three manage to fight it off. Nice. Just so this one. is fun. Just one jungle monster? Really? Just the one? Yeah. If it's one Rathtar, that's fucking horrifying. That is horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like the idea that Ben can't use his saber. Okay. Just gets knocked out of his hand. No. Just gets flung. I would love him to no, use the saber. Oh, do you want him to start to get aggressive at this we point? Need... I want him to see, I want to see what the saber not only do we... fun. Yeah. Not only do we need him to start getting aggressive at this point, I feel like we're like halfway through. Yeah. But also, um, like we haven't seen a lightsaber yet. That's the thing. No. Yeah. So, it, so if not, yeah, if not previously, is this when we get the reveal that he's a Jedi? It should, it should be a little bit earlier. In terms of, I, I definitely think yeah um maybe when they're getting him in the city i think another thing as well right reading this now i do think ray needs to have that we need to get some hint in the very first setup bit where we see her that she has force abilities that she can do things yes outside of normal abilities well i still think it has to come prior to this yeah no no but, this, but this is the confirmation yeah. point yeah uh, i think far. that's like we get one small hint early on yeah. it's like oh does yeah. she have the force oh yeah and then this is my like they they I sleep next I, to each other they get a shared i force think vision. i got something for the yeah for the earlier on thing what do you okay. got? i was gonna wait till like later no no let's, we let's sort of working with stuff I'm happy. but my, my my earlier on thing was gonna be when she also gets a bit of like a a hit a bit of a strike when um Oh, the kyber laser. When the kyber laser is shot. That's interesting. Just something. She's walking in the street and just... She also feels like a bit of a... Something. Like a, just bit something. of a shot. Yeah. Potentially, yeah. Um, I like yeah. that. Yeah. But what I also kind of like is what we, we brought up last week is the... um, Especially if we're using like this thing that we've been... Sorry. I'm sorry. That's right. That's <laughs> off. Especially if we're doing this thing like that we were talking about a while back of like, what's the true intention with the Death Star? Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, ah, connecting that. that is an interesting foreshadowing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a little hint for any new listeners. Little tease. Ooh. Yeah, we're not going to tell you that now because no. you'll leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Plus, it's got a lot of workshopping to go. It does. Yes, it does um, indeed. No, uh, I also kind of like the little like um 
we, we knew we we kind of agreed that this was the base function sort of force thing, which is spidey sense. Yeah, in a way, it's it's the anticipation of of an event. I was actually about to go right there yeah. in the moment when she saves BB-8 and yeah. she's trying to steal from the bounty hunter, the Crimson Corsair. Just before he comes through the door, maybe she gets some kind of force like that. She she senses him coming. She's like, oh no, danger! Like danger sense kind of thing. And that is like the first small hint you get that she yeah. has the force. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. I, I think like that's it. cool. I think that works. Very good. Okay, my turn. Uh, yeah, we're at the midpoint now. Sick. The midpoint. The next day, Ray, Finn, and Ben arrive. Uh, finally, arrive at the Falcon. Ben gets you reunite with his father. It's nice and sweet. And Finn gets to shamefully return to his once enemies. I love this. Yeah, <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> It'd be like a. Uh, Welcome back, kid. <laughs> yeah. Ray feels left out, and the fleeting glimpse of friendship she had last night seems to vanish before her. Ooh. With the addition of a now non-existent bounty deal, Ray decides to use the transponder she stole earlier to call in Phasma. Yeah. Now, do we feel that that makes Ray a bit too much of a villain? No, I think it's tricky. I, I yeah. do think that is a tricky because she is definitely acting antagonistic towards the other characters. Mm. Um, I feel like we can sell it. I feel yeah. like it makes sense. And it's got to be like... What's the immediate conversation when they all get there? Ben's like, eh, how you doing? And so we go, okay, how's the Falcon worker? We get out of here. We've got to get back to Hosnian Prime. When, when he immediately goes in and is like, and is talking to them and Finn's involved too, because like, because you know, Finn's getting the great end of the deal here. Yeah. yeah. He does not want to go with Ray by any means. No, he doesn't get sold back yeah, to Phasma. He kind of wants to go with these people he doesn't like. Yeah. At least he'll, he'll get a chance. So I think Ray would be hearing all this, being on the outside of it all, being like, I'm about to get fucked over. Yeah. Mm. Fuck you all. And I think more than that, in terms of her personal character journey, what she needs is to embrace family and friendship yes. and, and connection. But what she wants right now is to get money and freedom and get away from it all, right? And so when she, she's acting within the theme last night at the campfire, she's beginning to let down her walls. She's beginning to become friends with people. And she's like, maybe this, maybe this could work. And then she gets to this point and we beat her down and yeah. punish her for that. And we show her that she's never going to yeah. have friends and family. Um, and then she acts within the anti-theme. And I'm literally thinking of this visual of like, you know, we walk in there and she sees them reuniting and it's yeah. like, maybe And she doesn't know these people. No, but she's like, maybe like seeing Ben reunite with Han is like, maybe like a little half smile. And then just a bit of a that smile fades away and it sinks and then she's like oh i'm alone exactly yeah that's cool also i think it's just it's just whatever it is it's important that we we you know for the, for the audience's sake we make them empathize with her like you kind of you, you kind of get why she did what she did it's still a bad thing yeah and we don't forgive her for that yeah but you know what's stopping her from just taking finn right now yeah um finn we'll definitely have to do some work on dialogue and writing for this thing but i think finn getting to han and chewy and han and chewy saying to ray like oh well you know let's sort something out with us. Like, let's maybe see if we can get Leia to pay you. When we go ah, back okay. to Hosnian Prime, cool. we don't want Finn to be sent back to Phasma. And Finn's like, oh, oh, you don't? Like, you want to help me? Why do you want to help me? And he's like, because you're a dumb kid who's yeah. wrong about stuff, yeah. but we still want to help you. But I also think they want to yeah. use him as well. And they probably do. Yeah, they like, probably could make some use from Finn as well. Yeah, yeah. He's, like, he's like, look, look, kid, you want to you see Phasma, like Phasma's throne toppled? Mm, New Republic's right. the only way they can do that, you know. Exactly, yeah. and I think they would have an interest in in getting Finn out of this this situation. And then Ray sees all of her goals like kind of fall apart. Like the bounty seems unattainable, and in that moment where she feels personally, internally saddened by loss of friendship as well, she's like, "Fuck it, transponder, yeah. call in Phasma." Yeah, I still also want that sort of dialogue exchange where he's like, "Hey, listen, Solo, could you just call me Solo?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah. Okay, Phasma and her troops swarm the Falcon, capturing everyone, including Ray. Phasma says that Ray has shown cunning and a tactical mind to get everyone together with the ship, a feat no other bounty hunter managed to pull off. Phasma will put Ray in a re-education camp to make full use of her natural talent. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. 
What Our heroes are all taken prisoner. Yeah, yeah. Strange that whole, way of phrasing like, that. <laughs> <laughs> she goes and she does one of those like, oh, this is like such an old villain thing. But it she is. Does the like so with with a finger under the chin, sort of like what Tarkin does to Leia. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was thinking, like, why would Ray be captured as well? Why wouldn't Phasma just mm, give her the her. payment no, and then leave? Oh, or just shoot her and kill her, you know? Really, brilliant. So I thought that was, like, a funny little villain moment that we could do that. You've, you've done well, Bounty Hunter. Yeah. You, you will become a valuable asset amongst my personal guard. Take her away. But know? she has no no way of stopping Phasma. It's just her by herself. Yeah. And Ray's like, where's my bounty money? It's fuck? like, you have no power here. Yeah, yeah. You have no power here. God, no. <laughs> Good lord. She turned the camera and said, this deal keeps getting worse and worse all the time. <laughs> I'm altering the deal. Okay, the bad guys, the black guys, um, the bad guys, cl- <laughs> 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 fucking, <sighs> three, two, one. The bad guys close in. Luke and Leia get ready to depart the Senate in the middle of the night. Lando warns them that they will be cutting it close as the Senate debate is tomorrow. Luke and Leia agree that they need to save Han and Chewie and probably Ben as well. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll save Ben. Um, <laughs> he, he did go rogue, that little shit. Um, I forgot that. Was that how it sounded? Okay. My bad. <laughs> they fly away from Hosni and Prime. And probably Ben as well. No, no, like... I meant they just assume no, Ben's no, in trouble. No, I know. Yeah. I, know I know exactly. But it's just like... That's very wordly... It's fun when we... The way we think things in our heads when we write them. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> you should probably save Ben. No, we probably should that's, save Ben as well. That's Leia's suggestion. Uh, Luke's like... Oh, I don't want to punish him. He's got to, he's got to learn his <laughs> yeah. lesson here. Looks like, ah, well, he ran off. Motherfucker's right. still got two hands. I think he needs to lose one. <laughs> now, they fly away from Hosnian Prime. We cut back to Phasma, who's doing her villain speech. Phasma addresses her army, which has drastically increased in size. She details her plan. First, to draw out and kill the Jedi at Luke Skywalker, and second, to destroy the New Republic Senate on Hosnian Prime. Okay, my question is, mm. is there a whiteboard big enough no, this is our classic, like, this is Hux in front of the, the Starkiller base yeah, laser kind of scene. I really do love that. It's dude. like a fun scene. It's yeah. really impassioned and, and kind of terrifying. Yeah. And you get to really see visually just how big her army has gotten since mm. the start of the film yes. and since she fired the laser. Not that big, though. No, no, no. no. Not, not like nothing insurmountably crazy. big. Um, but it's like a, it's a great, because it's a combination of all the visual, visuals we've been building. Because, you know, we've established that it's like, yeah, the, the, this, this meeting of Imperial remnants is made up of Imperial remnants who look old because their armor's all crap and, you know, huts and other known previously established underworld people. And now we get this hodgepodge military in this hangar or whatever yeah. where it's like you see all these different factions and Of just groups. whatever power Phasma has seized. Have they you know? re-armored them? Nah, they don't have that many resources. It's just like, you've got your guns, you've got your... Sorry that your armor's not as cool as our armor. Right, I would right. like to see that change in the next movie. In the, the next, next movie. movie. We've had a bit of time yeah. to yeah, build like some dedicated yeah. armor. Yeah. Yeah. Plus yeah. they get some funding. We delve into that. Ooh. Hey, yeah. 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 My turn? More teasers. More, t- more teasers. Once again, trapped aboard Phasma's ship, Han tries to form an escape plan. He's been in this situation before. Yes. Uh, ben is furious with Rey, but Han wants to give her a second chance. Oh, that's nice. He understands Rey and was once a lot like her. Yeah, no, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. So that's, so we do get the scene where Rey does betray most of the main characters yeah. and seems like, oh, she's pushing back against the plot. That's annoying. Yeah. Almost immediately after that, though, we get a scene where Han's like, hey, kid, I've been right where you are. You can turn yourself around. You don't have to pursue this bounty or whatever. Like, you don't have to do that. And we get a nice tender scene with Han there. Why do I feel like Han's dialogue's not going to be that hard to write? I feel like you're right. Yeah. You just say, hey, just, kid. Hey, kid. That's straight up. That's it. And it's not condescending. Start off with, hey, kid. You start the sentence. Every single line. Yeah. See where that goes. <laughs> From there. They launch their escape plan just as Luke and Leia come to the rescue. So I feel like the Han and stuff succeed their escape. Like, to get out of the cells and stuff, just as Luke and Leia come in kind of mm. thing. It's like a meeting in the middle. All, All characters right. head to the hangar, but it's a trap. Phasma puts the ship on lockdown and her troops close in. 
Finn and Ray fight and sneak their way to the control room to open the blast doors, while Ben and Luke duel against Phasma. Just quickly on the trap thing, if we get the scene, the villain speech, and everyone's like, oh, we're super evil, first step, kill Luke Skywalker, in the next scene, it should be, like, if she's trapped Ben Solo, who she knows is, like, the oldest Jedi uh, Padawan, she would assume that Luke's coming, she would set up some kind of trap. I feel like that's a good uh, setup for the scene. Yeah. Also, I don't know why, in the midst of this chaos and this fight and whatever's going to ensue, I want to, I want a little visual escalation where, because if, you know, Ray and Finn are in the control room and they're like closing doors, opening doors. Yeah. Um, can we have a stormtrooper try to run through a door, code hanger himself because the door was lower than he thought? That would be very it's funny. It's the natural next step. That would be a very funny thing. I like heads. that a lot. They're not clones, though. It's That's just... not, I don't care. That's not the point. <laughs> um, just, Maybe this one was. Just a quick thing on this as well. This is our kind of last adventure with the original gang of yes. them coming together. They meet each other in the hallway. They're like, we were rescuing you. It was like, well, we're escaping. And yeah. then you get Han, Leia, and Luke together. You get it going one last hurrah, which yeah. I think is very And beautiful. then Ray and Finn run off to the control room. When they get trapped in the hangar and the blast doors close and it's yep. impossible for them to escape, then Ray and Finn, because Ray is a thief and Finn knows the ship, like the systems and stuff. Where's Ben? Uh, ben is going to duel with Luke against Phasma yep. with lightsabers. So Ben was initially with Han and Chewie. Yeah, cool. Um, which I, th- I think Luke and Ben can talk to each other. Potentially. When they, they get on, when they get on board, like rather than them running into each other, it's a bit more of like a... Oh, they use the force to like where, find each other? Where are you? I yeah. like that. Yeah. That's cool. But yeah, so that's this is our like big action scene um, right before the low point. Ooh. Finn and Ray succeed in opening the blast doors. Sensing defeat, drawing close, Phasma goes in for a lethal blow on Ben Solo, but Han leaps in to take the hit instead. The blast door now opens. Luke uses a huge force, force push to allow everyone to escape onto the Falcon. But yeah, so Han takes the lethal blow. Everyone escapes through the slightly open blast door from Phasma's ship. And now we have the Dark Knight of the Soul, also called the Low Point. Han Solo dies aboard the Millennium Falcon, surrounded by friends and family. And Ray. And Ray. <laughs> yeah, so we get a very, very sweet, tender scene. Han passes away on the Millennium Falcon, but he gets to say his, like, like his dying words and stuff, yeah. and, and say he loves his family and all that kind of stuff. All the good stuff. Yeah. A very sweet hero's death, I think. So, Ray is overwhelmed with guilt, but Luke comforts her and tries to help her overcome her confusion and fear of the Force. Ben Solo is overwhelmed with grief, and he and Leia try their best to comfort each other and Chewie, and like in probably their their most horrific moment uh, in in any of these stories. Yeah, pretty rough to go mm, through. Yes, and uh, the predominant uh, visual feature of this whole bit is uh, Chewie and, Ra- and 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 Leia hug because Han's died because they love each other, and Chewie's important. Damn it! Yeah, they're like family. Yeah, shit, fucking Disney. <laughs> And then Leia pulls out a medal to give him. Um, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's our Dark Knight of the Soul. And I think most importantly here, I don't think there's anything Luke and Ben have to say to each other right now. No. Nah. There's just no time. But Ray, I think, is in a position where yeah. words from Luke could help. So Phasma now has is still on the ship with the crazy laser. The crazy laser. The crazy laser. Yes. Is still on the ship with the crazy laser. And our heroes have escaped, heading towards... What's the Prime? Yeah. Heading towards the Prime, yeah. yeah. Okay, so Break into three, act three... Phasma, furious at her defeat, sets a course for Hosnian Prime. The Falcon arrives back on Hosnian Prime, and Leia and Luke head for the Senate, still hoping to make the debate and save the day. They leave Ben, Finn, Ray, and Chewie on the Falcon. Left alone by Luke and Leia, the trio share a tense moment on the Falcon, not sure where they all stand. They have to kind of have their, let's, let's make up. They, uh, they have a moment here, but it's, it's strange because Ben's just lost his dad, mm. and in a way he blames himself, but in a way he also blames Ray. Yeah. Yep. And then Finn just wants to get away from Finn's all of this. He's caught in the middle. He's yep. just caught in the middle. They won't let him leave. And they won't let him leave. No. As Luke and Leia appear before the Senate and begin to make their case, uh, this is still the earliest thing that was set up in the Senate where they're trying to still keep Kyber lasers illegal and send an offensive attack towards Phasma. 
Hux reveals that he has been in contact with General Phasma, who is now on her way to Hosnian Prime. In Hux's eyes, Luke and Leia broke several laws by involving themselves in the conflict and have jeopardized galactic peace. Okay, Act 3. Assemble the team. As Phasma arrives on Hosnian... Is this only the start of Act 3? Yeah. That was the break into 3. Yeah, man. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I feel like we already jumped into Act 3. This is breaking. But I guess that. Because you go to your the Dark Knight of the Soul. We're moving from one set piece to another. So we're moving from Mm. Phasma's ship into Hosnian Prime Prime. section. Yeah, Yeah, okay. Assemble the team. As Phasma arrives on Hosnian Prime, Luke uses the Force to talk to Ben, telling him to run and hide from the First Order. First Order ships begin arriving in droves above the planet, locked in a standoff with a New Republic fleet. No one's firing. Just making that clear. Big, big standoff. Yeah. Like. The not, Cuban Missile Crisis from X-Men First Class. Not, yeah, not, not, not from real world history. <laughs> not just from, from real world history, just from X-Men First yeah. Class. And have they, has the New Republic called in all their ships? All their ships. Point? Yes. So, so they overpower the they First do. Order. They do, but it's still, a, I would say, an impressive standoff. Yes. And okay. it's, look, it's not exactly to the same power scale as Revenge of the Sith. It's definitely not like the Battle of Coruscant in Revenge of the Sith. No, but similar. But it's, it definitely evokes similar imagery, just no one's firing. Yes. It's just a big standoff. Yeah, what is that? battle look like before the laser stuff because yeah. that's what this is my only thing is at the at this current point phasma hasn't rallied all her forces from those imperial remnants yet we we have that's why we had the villain scene, scene yeah that's what that to show how big her army's gotten yeah so the size of the army there in that scene is how big it's going to be in this yeah. scene. Okay. okay so yeah just to refresh um luke uses the force to warn ben about the first order who are coming to arrest him in particular um they uh, phasma wants her prisoners back that's kind of her gambit here She's been in touch with Hux in the Senate, yes. and Hux is like, oh, well, it seems like they've broken a bunch of laws. Yeah, yeah. like, we've open- openly been attacked by these, you know, New Republic senators and Jedi. Yeah, Hux is like, that's really bad for us, and keeping the peace, I'm going to invite Phasma here and try and broker a peace deal kind of thing. Okay. Uh, and then he's, you know, also antagonistic towards Leia and Luke, How so much it benefits the him. buying this? I feel like probably even split. Even split? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um... Yeah, whoever doesn't like the Jedi, you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. We can set I, that I, up earlier. I, I can see, like, argument for the people that don't like the Jedi, but also, like, there's the undeniable huge argument that Phasma's the one with the giant ki- kyber laser. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think, the main topic. Yes, and it's, like, it's a bit of a, like, a, okay. Um, and so we're talking about, like, a breaking a bunch of laws, but Phasma's there with the giant kyber laser, which I think is that is the illegal. Biggest, the biggest law break. Yeah, true. Evermore. But to me, it's the question of, like, okay, do you have negotiation power when only one person has a gun or do you say to that person we're stronger in number even if we don't have weapons we'll take you down i think it's very much like let's say russia had had the the one nuke yeah <laughs> and america's like how about we negotiate while we're trying to build our own nuke like let's mm. keep the peace until we have our own and then we'll we'll come back to the table you know yeah yeah no no that's that's, that's why very I can, much hard that's why i can buy it was like 50 percent. like yeah if, if it was like more i'd be a bit like mm. ben doesn't listen to luke he wants to hunt and kill phasma Ray, Finn, and Chewie manage to convince him that the better move is to let Luke take care of Phasma, and while she's distracted, destroy her kyber laser. Chewie wants revenge too. I feel like this might be Chewie's plan, because he's old, he's seasoned, he's a veteran. He's like, hey, I've got all these explosives. Also, by this point, I feel like, I want to say that Finn's not begrudgingly willing to go on board the Imperial ship again. Yeah. By this point, I think he's like... I think he's more than happy to do a plan that takes out the kyber laser, for sure. Yeah, yeah, let's Let's... Let's take him down. Let's get me out of this. And they might guilt Ray into it and be like, you owe us. <laughs> Potentially. Be like, you know. There's, oh, there's got to be something more there, though. Potentially, yeah. Yeah, Ray's So did they succeed in convincing, convincing Ben? Yeah. Oh, okay. As Phasma disembarks from her transport and heads into the Senate, the trio and Chewie sneak across the landing platforms. They take out the guards and steal their suits and ship, flying it right back up to Phasma's flagship in orbit. Chewie gives them explosives, but stays behind with the Falcon. Okay. Execute the plan. 
In the Senate, Phasma faces down with Luke and Leia, each side arguing more and more aggressively. Above on Phasma's flagship, the trio execute their plan, sneaking their way through the ship and into the control terminal. They plant the explosives undetected. And I forgot to write this in, but I feel like the end, like the main engine of the ship should be right next to the Kyber laser like firing terminal. Just mm. for a later thing. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Build right into next. In we can, next to each we other. can get some, you know, sci-fi engineer on this. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Wait a minute. No, that can make sense. Okay. Think think about this for a sec. You have nuclear powered subs yeah. that also carry nukes. Ah, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Kyber power. Kyber powered ship that also fires Kyber laser. I don't. I don't, don't tell that. me it's stupid. I don't think it, that's listen, bad. Listeners, because I've just scienced it. And so. now we have our high tower surprise. Before they leave, Finn tells them they should sound the evacuation, as the laser's destruction could cause a chain reaction that takes down the whole ship. And Finn doesn't want everyone on the ship. No, to I, die. I like that moment where, and I, I think Ray and Ben are also like they take a moment. No, but that's like, that's yeah, that's fair. No one, no one. You know, if, if they're all like you, they don't they don't deserve to die for this. Exactly. Yeah. The trio hit the alarm and run for their lives back to the hangar. Phasma is alerted via comms of, to, of the evacuation and orders the Kyber laser be fired on the New Republic fleet. A fight then breaks out in the Senate chamber, first order troopers firing at everyone. So she can't fire on the Senate, obviously. Mm. So she's doing the next best thing. She's like, fire on the, on the fleet. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, just... <laughs> she's doing that whilst in the Senate chamber? In the Senate chamber. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, yep. Time to battle, kind of thing, you know. Okay, great. She's throwing so, her gambit out. So is she shooting people in the Senate chamber. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, she gets notification. She'd like turn away from the Senate for a moment. She's like, "What? Fire on the flagship!" Turns back to the Senate. It's like, "You've deceived me. Yeah, I have been betrayed. Yeah, there will be no peace. Yes, blah 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 blah. blah. Exactly. Yeah. And now above, and she's like Tarantino in that cinema scene in Clean and Glorious Bastards. She's just in the. No, high, maybe not as much. I think she'd only fire towards. Firing down. She's she's shooting at Luke. <laughs> yeah, oh, first okay, and foremost. Right. Now, above the Senate, the laser fires, destroying countless New Republic ships orbiting above Hosnian Prime. Whoa. The laser firing also detonates the explosive, causing the ship to begin falling apart. Explodes from the inside. Yeah. So the whole ship, like, sort of just... No, 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 no. It begins to start exploding because our main characters are still there and they need to get out. Yeah. Uh, so, so imagine this visual <laughs> of, okay, big laser fires, slices through a bunch of ships, and then, boom, an explosion like comes out the left side of the ship. Yeah, yeah I love that. And the then it comes out of the right side of the ship. I yeah. love, like, the collapse. Of yeah, like the yeah the laser just yes. like going it's, through a bunch it, of shit. Dude, it's 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 they've it's, lined it up like like a perfect uh lightning bolt. Yeah, like D&D. a like a perfect not, lightning not, bolt in Baldur's Gate three. Yeah, but it's like it's like uh, yes, you you can uh, deal three damage, but you will take one damage. Yeah. And this big shot also evens the scales between the two armies as well. Not like again, not to a fifty fifty, but it definitely brings it closer. Yeah, yeah. and it's in like a scary way. Yeah, I think if if nothing else, the the New Republic flagship is down. Phasma leaves the skirmish behind, heading for the landing pads and an escape back to her ship. Luke follows her, and they battle their way up the landing pads. At this point, Phasma is still trying to get back to her ship to get on it. The one that's exploding? Yes, because it's not an obvious, like, the ship hasn't just gone, like, exploded right into dust. She's heading back for it because she wants to fire the laser on Hosnian Prime. Gotcha. That's her, like, backup plan. Uh, The trio dash madly to the hangar, this is back on Phasma's ship, and scramble into the stolen transport ship. As they do, an explosion rocks the hangar, launching the ship into space. Ben and Finn are knocked unconscious. There's, there's, there's something here. This one's tricky. Yeah, this, this is, is very tricky. tricky. And yeah. when we were writing it, I was like, I'm no, I'm just yeah. trying to play within my head. So the the ship's already in in air in orbit. Yep. Um, so they get they're getting on a small shuttle so they they can get off the ship. Yeah, the shuttle that they flew in on. Yeah, yeah. they're yep. still on that back. And then an explosion hits the hangar. The hangar. As the ship is falling to pieces, a ha- uh, an explosion rocks the hangar, and then they get launched out into space. Oh, the ship, the shuttle that they're yes. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Coffee. Yeah. Okay. They're not unconscious being launched like Leia, like Space Princess. <laughs> no, I, no, I no, had no, a completely no. different visual. No, yeah. No. So the way that was written. So yeah. Wait, yeah. Read, read it out one more time. Sorry. As they do, an explosion rocks the hangar, launching the ship into space. Ben and Finn are knocked unconscious. When you say an explosion hits the hangar, launching the ship into space. Oh, launching Phasma's ship. It hits the hangar and it pushes Phasma's whole ship. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Hold on. Whoa. Can you imagine if Kyber lasers had recoil? Yeah. <laughs> like oh. a gun? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, and it spins. It spins. Okay, okay. It just spins. <laughs> Boom! Whoa! <laughs> All right, we have a fair bit more to go, Mello. Okay. Like Death Star, so yeah. sturdy. What's crucial here is that they're currently on a ship floating in space. Ray can't pilot; she's the only one conscious. The other two are knocked out. Yeah. Oh no. Phasma looks up and sees as her Kyber laser sees her Kyber laser explode. Her hopes of destroying the Senator are gone, but she could still destroy the Jedi. All right, dig down deep. In the chaos of zero gravity and a massive space battle now raging around them, Ray manages to safely strap Ben and Finn to their seats, but the ship begins plummeting back down to Hosnian Prime. Ray can't fly the ship, and Ben isn't waking up. For the first time, Ray must connect to the Force so that she can save her friends. Execute a new plan. Ben wakes up and manages to perform a controlled crash on the landing pad, which happens to be right nearby Luke and Phasma, who are still fighting. Oh, and so Ray doesn't land the ship. No, ben... no, that's not her journey. Her journey is save her friends. Being confident in herself. Use the force to save her friends. Yeah, yeah. not being afraid. Oh, of that which she uses makes the her force hurt. to. She uses the force to connect to Ben and wake him up. Oh, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like talking to him. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right, or like right. tries to talk to him, and you get like the like she's shouting Ben, 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 and then you hear like the echo force version of the shout. You nice. know what I mean? Okay. You see it? Gotcha. I yeah. see it now. Yeah. And Ben, that's cool. Ben moves to join the fight. Uh, as they've, they've crash-landed on the landing pad right next to Luke and Phasma, Ben moves to join them. A wounded Ray asks Ben to help her with Finn, who is still unconscious, but Ben chooses revenge and joins the fight. And at this point, when they crash-land, Luke and Phasma are doing what on the landing pad? Dueling. Fighting. Dueling. I feel like there's no circumstance where Luke loses that fight. I agree. So she's got to have... By the time, So the reason it's been dragged out this long is because Phasma has been trying to escape the whole time, not fight. Yeah. She's been trying and to get right. back to her ship. To, so yeah. she can fire yeah. on Hosni. And Prime. Luke's not trying to kill her so, either. So yeah. that's true. We're sort of doing a bit of movie magic, having the moment they crash be the moment Phasma's like, fuck it, I need to... Yeah, pretty I'm much. I'm just going to have to one-on-one Luke Skywalker. Exactly. I think it's it's tricky writing it down, but the, the intent here is that the ship explodes as our main characters are kind of heading back down to the planet. Yeah. And Phasma looks up to see it. She's like, well, there's no point in escaping anymore. Yes. I'm going to turn and try and fight Luke and try and kill him yes. here. This whole sequence is going to take the editing of yeah. a genius So those, yes. <laughs> yeah. those, those three beats are sort of like cross-cut. There's a lot of cross-cutting, a lot yeah. of editing. That's why the writing is kind of breaking down a little bit here because yeah. there's a lot of things that are they really need to be moving like beat for beat on each other. In the And that, that becomes editing of movie yes. magic. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. When we eventually do when a When you have those three pieces this, and now... You, now, having after listened to those three pieces, I yeah. can imagine how those would cross-cut together. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. So the two Jedi fight Phasma and win, obviously. She goes down, but begins goading Ben by mocking Han Solo. Ben goes in for the killing blow, but Luke stops him. Ooh. Phasma tries to run away, and Luke lets her, choosing instead to try and stop Ben following a dark path. Plus, by this point, I feel like Ben is like, no, you know, like, let me fight. Let yeah. me, he's lashing so back out when Luke lets Phasma go here, it's not that Luke is like, oh, I'm gonna let you go. It's more like Ben is going to continue trying to kill her and he would rather choose to stop Ben than he yeah. can't do both. Abs- no, absolutely. Yeah. What are Ray and Finn doing? Uh, Ray's trying to, I don't know, save Finn's life or some shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> she's Finn's, out of the story. She's, she's just trying to get them, I think to safety. They're, they're not in a safe spot. They're not in a safe spot. They're in this spot, bloody... Yeah. Exposed hangar, shit's fallen. Yeah, you People know what? Maybe there's like debris falling from the space battle now so, as well. Because the space yeah. battle is in full swing above yeah. now as well. Yes, this, this isn't safe. Phasma escapes and Ben leaves Luke 
stealing a ship and chasing after Phasma. Above, in low orbit, the First Order ships retreat from the battle. Yes. I yeah, think okay. the last thing we see or hear from Ben before he jumps to hyperspace is he and Ray talking. Wait, oh, have yeah. we even got to that yet, bro? Oh, okay. This is... This is that's, a... that's all kind of in one there. So, yeah. Phasma escapes out of the situation. Yep. Ben and Luke stop fighting. And oh, he's like... just stop. Yeah, because there's no, like, end there in the sense of, like, Ben's not going to kill Luke. Yeah. Luke's yeah. not going to kill and he, Ben. he can't yeah. beat him. Yeah. And, and they can't, yeah. But they do... They have to talk. So they just they have to talk during this, this fight. Yeah, literally. Yeah. And he's just... Ben is just, like, betrayed. He's an emotional mess. He's losing it. And then he... I feel like he just runs away and tries to get to a ship. Yeah, right. So does it, it sort of gets to that point where they're not fighting, but, like, in um Last Jedi, where they're just... They're meters away from each other, and he's just shouting at him. Like, yeah. You're wrong. Yeah, no, actually, yeah. I like that yeah. that comparison. And if it means, like, he gives him a little force shove to buy him just that extra bit of time to run, yeah. then he'll do it. Phasma takes her fleet. They mm-hmm. leave, you know, live to fight another day. We don't linger in sh- a shot of Ben running away. No, I don't think that we need, so like... Goofy. Yeah, no, I think we... The, the reason we like the landing pad is, like, really high up, and he can jump off the We've edge. got levels. You know? We've got... We're oh, playing with okay. levels in the I sequence. always thought it was, like, a... No, like big, a ground big landing pad. pad. I'm imagining about... like a bunch of big lily pads. Yeah, th- okay. like I'm thinking Hot, like, like above the city. Gotcha. What? Yeah. What would it like a like a so many Star Wars landing pads are always just ground level. I mean, not yeah. on Coruscant. Think about Coruscant, but think about it as like mm. a multi-story car park, right? Open, open air, obviously, because ships have to land, and then like yeah, like lily it's pads. It's just because Hosnian's always Hosnian Prime. Uh, the artwork and like visual of Hosnian Prime is always very um. Very, uh, very much like Alderaan. Forget yeah. about it. Like very, like yeah, yeah, frosty and like whatnot. So like I was just imagining like forest around the background and yeah. then like a, a ground level landing pad. Okay, yeah, yeah. So okay, a high up landing pad is it's quite awesome. We've yeah. hit the section of the story where it's very <laughs> contingent on scenery and visuals, which yeah. is so great for a podcast. Well, that's fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Describe visuals yeah. on a podcast. Look, so yeah. important. Just, just. At some point, we're going to hit you with an episode where we're going to recommend you go check out the YouTube. Just yeah. be prepared for that. We're going to we do need, visuals at some point. We need point. a theater of the mind. It is yeah. a movie, after all. All right. Okay. But now at our final image. Yes. Oh, sorry. But yes, no, I want Ben and Ray to talk. Ben jumps to hyperspace. Okay. That's just, just the last word exchange between those yeah. two. I would. I prefer comms over force. Well, comms can happen, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, true. Okay, final image. At Han Solo's funeral aboard the Mon Calamari ship, the Radis, Ray says she wants to train with Luke to use the force and help him find Ben. Our final image uh, is of the newly formed Resistance, a fleet of ships and fighters dedicated to ending the Kyber War, led by Leia Organa. Yeah, and I kind of had this, whether or not we still want to run with this moment, but I'd, I'd pen this bit where it's like Ray and Finn kind of reunite in silence, because Star Wars always ends without dialogue, mm. and they kind of just smile, hold hands, look out to the stars, and yeah. yet we see this fleet. Yeah, big I... fleet. Big fleet. Resistance fleet. like that. I like it. I really like it. You say, like, conversation through the Force... You say through the comms. I prefer comms. I feel like I prefer just because of dyad sh- foreshadowing. Yeah. I prefer through the force, but no dialogue. Just, oh. Just, oh, yeah, cool. Just I really connect. like that. There's always a secret third option. I love that. Yeah. That's very good. All right. And it's just looking and it's just, and talking with your eyes. Yeah. Looking and that's just before we get to Han Solo's funeral. Yeah. And it's awesome. Like yeah. Someone, someone looks in a sort of longing way and someone shakes their head. And then he jumps to hyperspace. Yeah. yeah. So, just as like a quick wrap up. Excellent, guys. Wait, let me just. Oh. No, we'll do a clap. We'll do a proper oh, clap. I'm glad you like it, That Sandra. was lovely. I hope you have enjoyed that audience. We're going to spend the next uh, five or so minutes just chatting about that, doing a little breakdown. That is our pitch for the Force Awakens. Yeah. And how we envision it right now. Obviously, there's a lot of work to go. We want to touch up some things and refine some stuff. And yeah. then moving on, we want to write a script yes. and write treatments yes. and that kind of thing uh, and, and push it further 
And then obviously continue on to The Last Jedi and Rise of yeah. Skywalker. We'll yes. fix those as well. So a treatment with visuals, I think, is... Yeah, Mello, you're on the cards a big next. visual guy. I'm much more of just like a words on paper guy, but that's... Yeah. But I think I think <laughs> majority of people are very visual. Um, mm. For sure. We can do yeah. some, some some light concept art, light storyboarding. Yeah, to, we're going to look into figuring out how to do all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think... I overall, I think there's a lot of really, really great stuff there. Um, I think incorporating Han, Chewie, and Finn into the story at the beginning yep. and having their wacky adventure kind of start us off and bring us back into the galaxy, having Ben and Ray be this duo of hero's journey that we follow all the way through, having um, Ben Solo be a character who wants to be a hero like his parents and who needs to learn patience and wisdom and fails at both by the yep. end of the story uh, and then falls and he runs off and he, we're going to follow his fall arc and then eventual redemption arc later on. I think we managed to pull all that off. Phasma, I think, is a fun villain here. Not maybe the most deep or compelling, um, but hey, what are you going to do? <laughs> I think it's, yeah, I think it's needed, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for, for the space, for the space yes. of the, char- the rest of the characters. Plus, I think we get what we, what we need out of Phasma. We need to know that it's like, there are still sort of these, you know, radical remnants of, of the Empire, and it's like, and it's, it's that whole, if left unchecked, that sort of, you know, the empire will come back. Yeah, the evil will return, but it's it, but it's not the same as it used to look like. You know, it's it's come from these different places of mostly criminal underworld. Yeah, just with this face of the empire. Great ending on this the first movie of a trilogy. Yeah, as well. I you you need to you need to find that balance of having enough questions answered and having like a lot of enough anticipation for what we are suspecting is going to happen while still leaving enough questions to be yeah. like, oh, I'm like, I'm not quite sure what's happening with Ben, but I know this war's about to break out. I wonder if Ben's going to be involved with that. Yeah. I know Ray is definitely training with Luke, but I yeah. don't know how that's going to happen. Exactly. Um, what I really love is this final shot of this newly formed resistance underneath General Leia, who has left the New Republic Senate and who now no longer believes in the vision of the New Republic as led by Hux. Because she is so hard against Kyber lasers, and anyone in her eyes who is involved in a Kyber laser war is wrong. You yeah. can't be right in that war. Yeah, and I think that's um, where the Cold War really comes into it. Leia's like a hippie with a gun. <laughs> yeah. You know, back in the nuclear era, she's, she's that, that, you know, the good group of people advocating for, like, just stop shooting at each other. Or I'm going to shoot you, um, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that. And I think, you know, that, that really ties into what you've been wanting for a long time, Melo, which I finally feel like we've got, where right. we have these two sides. We have the the First Order and the New Republic, and both sides are wrong. Yes. And our heroes and the, the power that they have is the right side. And yeah. they're saying, this war is bad, and kyber lasers are bad, and we shouldn't be building them ever. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, I think it's where we've never been. Yeah. We've had the, you know, public versus separatists, in which, you know, it was a bit of gray, but you could still kind of see that one was probably more right than one the other. One was more right than the other, but both were pretty corrupt. Being manipulated. Then we had the very clear, the Empire is bad. It's about the rebellion. And the underdogs. Mm. Yeah. This one is, 20 years is not enough time to establish a new, sustainable, efficient, yeah. peaceful government or to, you know, peacefully govern an entire galaxy. Yeah. Therefore, there's a... There's, a, there's, there's a always going to be problems. And yeah. I think one thing that we really like about this is that the New Republic is like a good vision and mm. it does... Fundamentally, it has the potential to work, but everything is always going to be challenged. Yes. And in this, we need to really throw a huge challenge at the New Republic and show it overcome that yep. challenge and, and be able to come out the other side and say, yep, no kyber lasers. That's the goal for the, the episode nine. Also, just like in the in terms of how this criminal underworld remnants threat looks, how they operate, how they how they talk, how in, in some of the dialogue we have with, with Han and Chewie at the start, because we know it's their job to take down sort of kyber stuff, how it's spoken about in the Senate. There's a lot of opportunity for us to be like, no, the rebels didn't fail. Because that's what everyone audience-wise would be concerned about. Is yeah. like, 
is the Empire coming back? Because this isn't the Empire coming back. This is one person's idea of the Empire exactly. coming back. Mm. Let's, we'll make that very clear as well. People will, will be very quick to say they failed. What was the point of those yeah. three films? Where it's just like our whole message this whole time is like fighting fascism isn't, isn't a like one, one, one fix. One and done. Solves all, you know? Yeah. Fascism will come back and it's going to rear its ugly head yep. all across history. And it's, you know, the job of, of the people, the good yep. of the people to, yep. to fight against it all you the time. You have to keep fighting and it's a generational thing. And, and the next generation has to step in and fight it, you know? That's, and that's where we yeah. see, you know, Han passes away in this film. He gets his hero's send off. Yep. And then, you know, his, his yep. kid has to yes. step up. But also think of this parallel. It's, uh, so, end of Revenge of the Sith, the Empire wins. Mm-hmm. Bad guys win and they get 20 years of their own victory. But lying dormant was always the light side. Yeah. 20 years later, after the heroes won, lying dormant is the evil. It's you know always what? there, you know? I've never thought about that, Mello. That's actually We sick. have done it, boys. <laughs> Star Wars is poetry. It rhymes. And we've just rhymed. Hell yeah. Um, this faction that Leia is now leading yeah. consists of what? Uh, Admiral Akbar and uh, Wedge Antilles and Mon Mothma. And Wedge Antilles. And Wedge Antilles. <laughs> clones of Wedge Antilles. God damn it. <laughs> like six of them. Just like the the old like the old guard from uh, the Rebellion, I yeah. think. Yeah, right. That's what I had in mind. The old anyway. guard and their kids. And their kids, yeah. Who we might see in the next film. There's yeah. a main character, mayhaps. Mayhaps. Dameron. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but like from if we want to bring in Bo Dameron, so, there's a potential there. Next movie is definitely that opportunity. Yeah, it was good to come. Okay, there's, good to come there's one thing. What's one, one thing, thing I have to raise? Oh, you can't yes. not talk about it. Ben Solo's key motivation is to be a hero. Oh yes, to be a hero like his his the generation before him, like his dad, his mum, his uncle, and Chewie. Uh, probably and also Chewie. just his uncle as well. Yeah, be Uncle Chewie. He wants to be a hero like them. I don't think that he can't know about Vader and Anakin. Yeah. Russ thinks he should have known about Vader. I think it's much more dramatically interesting to reveal to Ben that his granddad is Darth Vader, and in the same film, reveal to Rey that she is a Force clone of Palpatine. That's right. That's right, baby. Clone? For- Sorry, Force baby. Force child. Yeah. The same <laughs> force way, child uh, of Palpatine. The same way Anakin was. Please give us your thoughts. Um, yeah, if you're listening for the first time, if that's the first time you've so heard that glad. idea. I'm so glad it's still in. Oh, my God. <laughs> force child of still Palpatine. Still here, right and um, strong. That's who we think Ray is, and that's why Ray and Ben are connected through the Force. And if you'd like to hear more of our thoughts on that, go check out our episodes on uh, on Ray, Ray and Ben and Palpatine. Except the Dyad episode. And the Dyad episode, episode, of course. Yeah. 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 The whole yeah. episode. Um, Sandra, where do you stand on this? Yeah, no, no. So you both raised some really interesting points. Um, the, there's the immediate concern of doing just doing another Vader reveal. It's true. That being said, like it's such a, like a a weirdly dark point of history that I feel like Luke want, wouldn't want Ben to draw inspiration from. That like why? Like, no, not at all. What but, benefit do you get from telling him? Well, first of all, logic. Being uh, a good in, person in my, and a good parent. In my opinion, yes. Uh, that, <laughs> yeah. that, that, if you're that, a good parent, you tell. Luke and Leia and Han agreed that it's like if taught correctly, then Ben should absolutely know the truth um what's the point in hiding it from him for me i think it because i'm all about the pressure on ben in this movie the pressure is what gets to him the pressure is what makes him snap this whole idea that he's going after phasma because it's the heroic thing to do is because he puts this pressure on himself i don't know where it came from i don't think it was external but i think it's just it's his misunderstanding of history of, and if, of he, what his if he sees did. oh my granddad is darth vader yeah. then it's sort of like my generational duty to destroy phasma yeah and also but then he's got this there's the pressure's now double. It's like, okay, be a hero and don't go too far. Like, don't be Anakin. Be Luke and Laren and Han and be better. And it's, you know, and it's just, it's a lot. This is also yeah. like a question I'd love to, like this very topic, I'd love to post to the audience. Actually post it, yeah. Because for me, it's very dependent on 
how we even intend to use that information. Like, what is that? What do we think unveiling that to Ben will motivate in him? I want that to push him really close to the dark side. Gotcha. That's what I want to yeah. do. Um, and I, I want that to be his journey in the next film. So when he does discover that, I want the next film to be a journey into dark discoveries. Mm -hmm. We want to discover where all the kyber laser tech is coming from. Yep. We want to discover where, why Ray is important to this story. Yep. Why is she so powerful? Why does she matter? And then why, why does Ben feel the, the pull of the dark side so strongly? Mm -hmm. And why does he want such intense revenge after yep. Phasma? Yes. Yep. Whereas I'm kind of thinking that we can still do that if he knows. Yeah. And that's... He, he's kind of, he's, he's on this, even, you know, he has kind of gone too far. He's on this darker journey with Anakin and yet he's still determined to not allow himself to become Anakin, but I just don't think he understands that scenario fully. Yeah. And if I get, we, you go. if we start the next movie with him already knowing that information, you can probably skip ahead a few beats in the next one mm -hmm. and have him already like sort of delving into that darker yeah. side by the time we start the movie. Okay. Think of it if it's like, okay, so if, if leaving this film going to the next film, his motivation is still take down Phasma. Because that's what he needs to do. He might go on this personal journey of like, right, even though he let, let it corrupt him, Anakin was the most powerful person in my lineage. He was the most powerful Jedi. The galaxy is known. I need to retrace kind of his footsteps. I and that I might lead him down a dark path. trip to Mustafar and saw Vader's <laughs> castle and I really found really myself. Really got in touch with my family legacy. Yeah, <laughs> I really found myself, like my inner spirit. I guess here's my, my thing for you, Mello. It is a wiser decision for Luke to make and for Leia to make to tell Ben. It is the, the good move. It is objectively the better move. Yeah. And I think that makes for a less interesting story. I think having Leia and Luke be still flawed in a way is a choice that Lucas made many times mm. in the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy this, to have characters not talk to each other and to have Anakin not talk to Obi-Wan about Padme, you know, and, and do all this kind of stuff. One perspective, it could make for a less interesting story, or it could make for a more interesting writing challenge. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the reveal is always like a big thing when it played, like when earlier renditions of this, when we played a lot into the reveal, not only for Ben, but within like the context of the Senate, where we, we simply just don't have that anymore. You say that, I would love to go back to exploring the idea of the Jedi being questioned in the next movie. Oh, or yeah. even, the, even the third movie yeah, as well. Yeah. Because they, in part, caused this Kyber War in the perspective of Hux, you know. And right. then you'd be like, well, where are these fucking Jedi? Where are they hiding? Let me at them, you know. I think there's still space to explore that story. But I think we're running to the end of time here, gang. Perhaps. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I maybe... feel like this is also, yeah, then a discussion for another episode. Because there's also the, like, the in-world context of, like, if Ben knows, then does everybody know? I mean, there's like, a, it's a secret for ben. There's an episode title we haven't used yet. It's Fixing Darth Vader. Fixing, Fixing Darth, Vader? Darth Vader? Easy done. But yeah, it's kind of crazy what that is... this entire series we haven't actually addressed Vader. Yeah. But how or Vader's legacy. Vader's legacy. Vader's legacy. Yeah. <laughs> one more quick point, one more quick question. I'm actually kind of really happy still to have this film be called Force Awakens. Me too. Me too. It kind of Force Awakens. It kind of it's it a good tracks. title. Yeah. I think it's very fitting with the rest of the Star Wars titles. Yeah. yeah. I think it fits. It yeah. makes sense. We we swear and we vow to change episode 8 and 9s. Um, yeah, we're going to have to. Yeah. But I think for now Force Force Awakens still tracks, but um, yeah, I think that's the end of the show, guys. That's our big question going forward. Obviously, we've got a lot of work to do writing-wise and just tightening things up and making them as good as possible. But I'm pretty happy with what we've got. Congratulations. Me too. Uh, if you're egregiously unhappy with what we've written, please let us know in uh, no kind words. Um... <laughs> <laughs> the more comments, the better. If you want to do like 10 angry comments, yeah. go nuts. Also, just like... <laughs> That'd be wild. Personally message, you know, like that's... 
It's not the cowardly thing to do. I'm curious, um, how angry can you get in the comments? <laughs> <laughs> I said, uh, well, we've seen how angry people can get. Oh, yeah. If I was on this channel, uh, I would be... <laughs> it's that current AI trend of, like, I want to see it angrier. Oh, my no, God. I need yeah, to yeah, see yeah. it angry. <laughs> Transcendently angry. <laughs> Make it more Star Wars. Okay. This cool. has been Fixing the Sequel Trilogy, and we're here every week talking about Star Wars and writing. If you want to see more, you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. And while you're there, give us a five stars, a follow, maybe leave an angry comment. For the next three weeks, we'll be releasing some episodes we recorded to release over the Christmas break. But don't worry, we'll be back early next year to begin working on our versions of The Last Jedi, as well as the inevitable changes we need to make to The Force Awakens. Hell but yeah. until then, may the Force be with you.